Alright, ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, we're back. Union Jack off on time for the first time. Oh my god, I'm so proud of me. I could cry. Uh, I'm back in London. It's raining. I spent the weekend in Edinburgh. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I probably have. Edinburgh, one of the absolute great comedy towns. I'm going to come out and say it. Scotland, great comedy place. They just get it. Uh, probably does go along with the theory that the shitter the weather is in a place, the worse the apartments are, the better it is for comedy. So that's kind of, you know, an insult and a compliment there for the beautiful people of Scotland. And this week's guest hails from Edinburgh, recorded live in his house. Uh, we have Gareth War on the podcast this week. Uh, you asked for more Scottish guests. I gave you more Scottish guests. That's right, Jackie. I listened to your post and I responded if we're lucky you might just have another Scott coming up in the next episode as well that's how it works guys if you are a jerk off a legend who listens to the podcast regularly get in touch with me uh, Daniel Muggleton you can get me at Dan Muggleton or you can get me at the Union Jackoff whichever you prefer if you drop me a line if you want me to get a certain guest a guest from a certain country uh, a comedian that you've been really enjoying that you can't find on any other podcast, let me know their name. I will do my absolute best to get them. I go up and down the country on Megabus. This podcast should really be sponsored by Megabus just based on the sheer amount of time I spend on them. Uh, but if you want a guest, tell me and I will do my best to get them. I promise you interacting with the podcast i like it it's nice to hear from you guys it's nice to get some feedback and with that in mind if you want to drop us a review that would be most welcome i think itunes is the only platform that has reviews and we have very few compared to how many listeners we got i think i like six reviews in there so if you guys are a jerk off regularly listening please take the time it takes five seconds to just jump on itunes chuck us five stars you can say some words in the comments if you like. I don't mind. I just want those goddamn stars because they make me feel like a professional. Uh, but no, it's nice. It's nice being back. I actually get to spend some time in my house. Uh, I got to say, going from LA pretty much directly to the north of England was one of the most jarring things I've done in my life. I went to, uh, I did some gigs called Hilarity Bites Comedy Club. Uh, they're in the northeast of the UK, the northeast, around that kind of Yorkshire area. There are some other shears around there, but I don't know their name. Uh, I, was, I was in Newton Aycliffe and Durham. Man, two different places. Newton Aycliffe, the gig was in a pub in a housing estate, which is, you know interesting <laughs> weirdly the dude had just been to vegas as well so we got to talk about that and the various speeding fines has gotten all over europe and i stayed above a pub another pub in darlington called the boot and shoe now it was a wednesday night when i did this gig i got back at like 11 and i gotta say the boot and shoe was going off you have not seen drunk English people like this since the World Cup. They were fucking loving it. They were loving it. They were going crazy. They were playing like happy hardcore dance tunes. The lights were going. The crowd was this mix of young and old people. 
And the DJ was the oldest person I have ever seen in my life. He was so old. He looked like he was not just invented before DJing, but before music. Like he predated the concept of music and was like an early adopter. And now he's just been spinning discs for like 300 years. And man, he wasn't just like sitting there and spinning tracks. Because like weirdly, my dad has a DJ that plays his birthday parties because he's a strange man who really likes organizing things. So he gets like a DJ for his birthday party. So I thought was the oldest DJ I've ever seen. But this guy in Darlington ripped him. Not even close. And my dad's DJ just kind of spins a track and then sits there looking old, right? Just looking grumpy like he's waiting for a bus. But this DJ in Newton Aycliffe, or sorry, in Darlington was like pumping the crowd up. He was doing the DJing and the MCing. Like he was, he was flavor flaving it as best he could. It was amazing. Like he was like pumping the crowd up. Like, you guys ready for one more? You want one more? And then he played Journey, Small Town Girl as the last song. And oh my God, it was incredible. Finished up at midnight. I was staying above the pub. It was so loud. I could not even contemplate going to bed until that was over. But so boot and shoe in Darlington on a Wednesday night. That is the place to be. I'm told it's where they get the cheap drinks and get involved if you're ever up there. But I hope to God you never are. And then in Durham, uh, it was in an art gallery. So it's surrounded by art. We got some like, they were like snooty people, but they were definitely like well-to-do people. And then the other thing in Durham is there's apparently like a very fancy university. Because that's like the thing, like if you don't, if you're not from the UK, you, you just think of UK universities like Cambridge and Oxford and then like other. But there's Cambridge and Oxford and then apparently like Durham is one of the options, like one of the ones that you go to if you don't get into Cambridge or Oxford. It's like a very prestigious university. And unlike Cambridge and Oxford, which are kind of like an hour and a half from London, uh, this one is just tucked way up north, kind of like, I guess like near Newcastle. I think it's near there, like a little bit a little bit uh, further west though. But anyway, so I was in that one. So it was the housing estate, then to the art gallery, and then to Edinburgh, where I was at the Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. And I just want to take a minute to say the Monkey Barrel Comedy Club is the shit. It is one of my absolute favorite places to play. It was my first weekend headlining in the UK, which was cool. I've done like a, we- like a, like a weekend headline spot but never done like a full weekend the friday saturday so it was really cool to get out of the way and on the first night i had to bully some spice girl fans in the front row who were so drunk mother and daughter oh my god they did not respond to any of the sick put downs i gave to them they just thought they were making everybody laugh and having a good time uh and then on the saturday it was just a good old crowd with three stag dudes who i had to say behaved themselves remarkably and, you know, stag dudes get a bad rap in comedy because they absolutely deserve it. But sometimes they just sit there and enjoy the show. So, anyway, that's enough of that. I want to I wanna get into this chat with Gareth War with one more reminder to get in touch with me at The Union Jackoff on Twitter. TheUnionJackoff at gmail.com is our email address. I'd love to hear from you guys. And now we're going to dive into Gareth War, Edinburgh, born and bred, but... He actually spent a year in Sydney working at the Sydney Comedy Store before I got into comedy. Oh, yeah. Interesting origin story. So here we go. Let's light it up with the one, the only, the ginger, Gareth War. 
Yeah, people people accuse me of um, starting the podcast without them knowing. Right. I want you to know we have begun. Okay, I, that's good. Because you seem you seem like a put together man. Well, that's good. That's the image I'm trying to put across. Really? Whereas inside's chaos. Is that an intentional thing? No. <laughs> no? Oh, fuck. All right. I thought I genuinely was picking up on some vibes. I put on a shirt today. Uh, yeah. And I, and I was like, yeah, getting dressed up for a podcast. <laughs> but it's just because I'll be going, like, after this, it's the day's full on. And I'm it's, going straight, straight to the gig. Yeah. So, always, always a shirt on stage? Collar? Friday, We're collar, Friday Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Shirt now. Interesting. Uh, if I'm doing new material or something like that, I'll sometimes wear a t-shirt or maybe okay. a, a shirt open with a t-shirt underneath. Oh, that move. Yeah. I do not like that move. I don't do it often, but I did it just on Thursday and I yeah. was like, this feels very casual and I want them to think that guy looks casual. Right. So you want I'm your, trying my new material. You want your appearance to match your material. Yeah. You're like, this is casual stuff. It yeah. might work. It might not. Have I washed? I've always thought a lot about what you should wear on stage. Like when I started out, uh, when I was like, I don't know, like 20 or whatever, yeah. I wore a suit jacket with a like cool t-shirt underneath. I've actually watched some jeans. videos of you oh, really? with yeah. that appearance. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a man who took it serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Because um, somebody told me very early on, it should always like stand up like mime. And it should be like, like hands mime. and face. That's all they should really be looking at so you should have long sleeves so they're always looking at that wait how is stand up like stand up is literally the opposite of mine yeah, it's but just it's like words a, it's, <laughs> it, you should be uh, exaggerating your hands and face so oh. if you've got long sleeves that, that draws their attention that way oh fuck that's interesting alright I take that back I was yeah. like originally this is the dumbest thing <laughs> I've heard but fair today. enough I didn't describe it very well yeah but just like stand up's like mime and I'm like what no what mm. <laughs> either you're a shitty mime or a shitty stand up yeah well. regardless of how you feel about it okay Hands and hands and face. Yeah, it's all about that. Do you use your sure. hands a lot? Yeah, I guess I do. Really? No, no, no yeah. I, I, wa- I watch old that. videos and I'm definitely like jerkier. Yeah. Like the hands move a bit quicker. Now I like scratch my belly a lot. That's my main, yeah, <laughs> main move on stage. Back. Whereas like before I used to, even when I started, I used to hold the mic with two hands and like grip it. Cause I, Wait, cause in, I, the, in the stand? You leave it in the stand? No, no, I'd take it out, but I'd hold it in two hands because I was so nervous and I shook. Wow. So I was like, that'll hide it. And I'd pretend to be more nervous than I was. And for okay. And I was in like a bit. Ah. So I stopped, they thought it was my shtick. I was just like, ugh. You kind of like it actually was that. Right. And then I relaxed into it. And then I started, I used to just stand still and just deliver stuff. And folk were like, you don't move a lot. And then when I did bigger stages, it was weird because I didn't move. So I, I wrote a bit <laughs> that I needed to dance in the bit to do it. Right. So that I'd be more comfortable moving on stage. This sounds like I think about this sort of stuff more than I do. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. Stand-ups like mine, <laughs> I wrote a bit so that I would move. It's not really. Normally, I'm just like, do a silly voice. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. You can you can let people into the process. Like, yeah. the Comedians Comedian Podcast has lots of listeners. I mean, this isn't that. But, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> Wait, what is this? The listeners. <laughs> Wait, you're not Stuart Goldsmith. I'm not. I oh, know. God. My hair's not specific enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I definitely, I used to like, I used to, it's funny, you seem to like, you, you started trying to move less yeah and then like you've relaxed to move more whereas i've tried to move less i think right. i was kind of quite the opposite i was kind of i was kind of jittery and i'd like move around yeah like it seemed like confident and shit because like i think that's just kind of my demeanor yeah like it wasn't it was just like i couldn't stand still in the silence yeah yeah <laughs> i want to keep moving through it 
But yeah, yours is like the opposite approach. I like that. Yeah. I like, you know, I like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. Like stand up and mime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sitting I'm sitting down with Gareth War. Hello. There you go. War, do you know famous Australian cricket name? I do know that. Um uh because like obviously I got told very early on to change my name as well because they were like why? Because they were like, it's not very showbiz. And I went, well, actually, quite a few cricketers have the second name. <laughs> and what is more showbiz than cricket? Yeah, because Steve was the proper famous one, right? Steve War is a and former Australian captain and hero. And he, his brother played at the same time and nobody ever remembers that guy's name. Get the fuck out of here. He's my favorite cricketer, oh, Mark yeah? War. Mark War. Yeah, right, like, growing up, he was my number one. All right, okay. He was a very elegant batsman. I say people don't remember. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a great catch-all yeah. on that. Yeah, I went to the... Um, is it the ICG? ICG. In oh, or the SCG. SCG. Yeah. Yeah. I went there uh, last month. I watched what did you, you do? I watched the Swannies. Oh, fucking Essendon. Fucking oath. They're my team. Oh yeah. Sydney I've got Swans. My Swans cap right there. Oh yeah. That's yeah. good. I like. I like that you've got. I think some the tickets up there as well. Yeah, the tickets right up the top. Oh mate, pride of place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Gareth's house, by the way, has been good enough to have me. They um they didn't they hadn't won all season. They were bottom of the, the ladder. You guys got yeah. the table. Uh, but they were bottom and then they beat Essendon. It was a really good game. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember following that. Like, not, I wasn't watching it because I'm poor. So I don't <laughs> pay to watch it. I just like, yeah. I listened to it on radio. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, yeah. Like, radio coverage of Australian football is like the blokiest thing of all yeah, time. Yeah. I can imagine. And like, just the sponsorships are all like real masculine. Like, yeah. you know, the tool brand Hard Yakka? No. All right. Well, that, there's like a tool brand. <laughs> Like they do like workwear and stuff, hard right. yakka, because it's hard yakka. Like you know, lifting shit and right. digging is hard yakka, <laughs> okay, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, you do really like hitting the nail right on the head in Australia with stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not known for our ambiguity. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what's your, what should we call this place? Fucking New South Wales. Why? Because it's new and it's south. Yeah, it's kind of like Wales. Yeah. If uh, if you've never been to Wales, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just speculating. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, Hard Yakkers. So Hard Yakker sponsors like the coverage, right? And so when it's like a disposal, which in AFL is when you kick or handball, like right. when you get rid of the ball, when you dispose of it again, yeah. nail on the head. Um, so they like they're talking to each other. Like, yeah, bloody, how many Hard Yakkers has he got this game <laughs> for <laughs> right, disposals? Okay. Yeah, and the MCG, which is the Melbourne Cricket Ground, yeah. as opposed to the Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, the radio station is called Triple M. Yeah. So they always say, welcome back to the Triple MCG. All right. Okay. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at how dumb it is. Yeah. Um, but fuck, I love AFL. Do you like it? I love it. So good. Right. Because something's always happening. Yes. Thank you. There's always something going on. And live I mean, is... Because football is my sport. Of course. But there can be times where nothing happens. Yeah. It's like, no, no, it's a rubbish game. Just kind of passing there's, back there's and forth. There's definitely going to be goals and stuff in the AFL. Yeah. It's very exciting. Or at the very least, it's going to be like some dude, like smashing some dude. Yeah, like, it's great. You know, yeah, it's, oh man. And live, right? Because you get to see the whole ground. Yeah. Because that's like, if you ever watched AFL on TV and you find it confusing, when you see the whole ground, great. Yeah, it's so good. Like, and the, like the ground's pretty big and they never stop running. No. They are the fittest dudes on the planet, I reckon. Because they're running and then it's explosive energy as well because like jumping up and grabbing or like fucking hitting each other. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not just running about. Exactly. So it's so much. I did the, I went to, the, I was in the members bit. So I got to go in uh, oh. to the fancy bar after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got uh, like a... But it's a full strength bit. 
Yeah, and they got a little team talk from the manager afterwards, what, how he thought the game was, and one of the. What players. you were like in the rooms? Yeah, yeah, not not like the change room. It was just like a bar. Oh right. But the manager comes up afterwards and goes, "Yeah, that was a good game." Um, yeah, like, we, all right. So how did it feel? Like, good to get a win on the board. They're like, yeah, yeah, it was great. We actually call him a coach. In okay, a, right, sure. Now I've just been because I've been um I've been doing gigs up north and I played snooker with Rick Molland. Right. And he was very like serious. I was like, oh, what's the penalty on that? And he's like, it's a foul. Oh, God. <laughs> it's snooker. It's a foul. And I'm like, okay, man. Come that on. seems a bit much. Pull your head in. Yeah. But I just wanted to, you know, be specific about language. Yeah, it looks like he would play pill Rick Mullins. Well, man, like, this is the thing. You know how, you know, there's certain activities you don't do with certain, like, countries? Like, yeah. it's like, don't do that. You're going to get tuned up. Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be bad. Yeah, snooker with a fucking British person? Yeah. Horrible idea. Yeah, because he's like, I'm shit, and I'm like, oh yeah, cool, me too. Yeah, meaning I've played snooker like ten times. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like playing and just starts like really getting a rhythm going, and I'm like, what the fuck is yeah, going you on? Yeah, you me bad. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I prefer pool. I've never liked snooker. Dude, it's so much harder. Yeah. The holes are smaller. Fuck that. The table's bigger. Yeah, it's, it's not, difficult. Not for me. But this is the thing. He's like, I'm shit, and he's like, oh yeah, I used to live with the whole like university snooker team. Of course he did. Yeah. And I'm like, how's how are you shit then? He's also very good at badminton, Rick Mullins. What? Yeah, apparently. This is just so you know, Rick Mullen is a big unit. Like you're yeah, not he's a big fella. Yeah, you're not thinking badminton. Apparently he's very, very good at badminton. Weird. It's maybe worth mentioning to him tonight and just say, Yeah, I heard you're really good at badminton. And he'll be like, Ah, oh, I'm alright. Yeah, and that's how you know he's then, good. Then you play me. Yeah. And wreck me again. Yeah. Like shuttlecocked all over. Fucking great word that. Shuttlecock. That very good word. Very funny word. No mm. matter what. For a very unfunny sport. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wasted all their humor in day one. Yeah. Like, what do you call the ball? What about a shuttlecock? <laughs> That's good, boys, but let's get serious. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will stick with that for sure. Yeah. We're not going right. to give that up. Wait, so, I mean, this seems like a good way to start. But we talk about AFL. You lived in Sydney. Yeah. You, you lived, not just went through. 2009, I lived there. A whole year? Just under, so but I think it was like nine, ten months. Okay, so was it was this after uni or pre? uni No, I didn't go to uni. I didn't go to uni. Wasn't clever enough. So what happened was actually, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Uh huh. Classic. I dropped out of college because I I was really ill for like maybe a month or something. I had to get an operation. Really ill. Yeah. What? Like sick. Uh, what what kind of? Do you mind? Yeah, well, it was testicles actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've had a testicle thing. Yeah, what was your testicle thing? Was uh, it torsion? Yeah. I had torsion. Yeah, to prevent torsion. To prevent, you got the the stitch to the side. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had that. Oh yeah. When I was um, fuck, twelve or thirteen. Right, I tell okay. you, not a great age for people looking at your dick. No, like, no. That's, I don't. I mean, I wasn't happy about it at seventeen. Or <laughs> uh, no, it must be yeah, eighteen. I reckon I was eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was off for like a month because I, I just couldn't walk for a bit, and then they yeah, because it. it really hurts and it's oh, like it's this so sore. deep pain. Yeah, like, I just remember I was like thirteen and just like went to bed one night, like you know, every, every thighs together. Yeah, I sleep on my side. I don't know how you sleep. Front, front, mostly front. Sometimes I wake up on the back. Dude, I don't trust you, front people. No. Like, how do you breathe? Uh, I think you got gills. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I had to like go like talk to my dad at like 13 and I'm like, yeah. Hey dad, you know, these, 
these bits of my body we never mention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very They're excruciating fucked, yeah. pain. Because it, reson- it resonates from there up into like the your uh, abdomen as well. Yeah. Because it's so so it's uh, so painful. It's like a really bad toothache that like goes into your head. I was just gonna say it's like a toothache because I've had I've yeah. broken my tooth a lot as well. Yeah. And I'm like it's this weird inner pain. Yeah. Like you know your your hand or something like you fuck your hand or whatever. It's like oh my hand hurts. It's yeah, out yeah. Here. But like it's like in your yeah when it's in soul. your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really invasive. So. Yeah. Dropped out of college, and then my mum's partner at the time was like, "You should just go to Australia for like a year." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, you want rid of me?" <laughs> I like I like that. That's how Australia is treated quite a lot. Yeah. It's just like, look, you got nothing else going for you. Why not? Just have you considered Australia? Yeah. Have so you thought I, about a tan? <laughs> I booked. Uh, wow, well, I've never thought of a tan. Oh, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> I booked flights that night and went over. Wow. Yeah. Drop a hat. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Quite impulsive. Was it? Was it great? Was it positive? It was the best. Life I, I love Sydney so much. Great. I just get like way into it. I really you, lean in when I'm there. Because you're an Edinburgh boy yeah. through and through? Born and bred. Born and One bred. of the only comedians actually from here. Really? Me and Ian Sterling and Greg McHugh, I think, are the only people actually from Edinburgh. From Edinburgh, for Edinburgh. Because you get people like Daniel Sloss who like tries to upgrade and say he's from Edinburgh, but uh-huh. he's actually from Fife. Fife. Yeah. That's shit. Yeah, it's proper bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why he says he's from Edinburgh, I think. Right. Uh, and there's like a lot of comedians moved here, but none of them are really. Yeah, from okay, there. you're like hardcore. It's more, yeah. Glasgow tends to have more comedians than Edinburgh. Okay. Because they have a different culture. They had a lot of Irish people come over quite early on, mm-hmm. so they've got a bigger mix of culture than Edinburgh does. Yeah, and you think the mix of culture means more comedy? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's kind like of Liverpool, you know. It's got that reputation because they had a lot of Irish immigrants as well. Yes. That mix in a culture helps humour, I think. Is is that is that kind of like why they're both a bit Catholic leaning? Um, bit, of, bit of both Bit of both? Yeah okay. Glasgow would not appreciate you saying they were Catholic leaning Really? That's a, no, that's a huge thing Celtic and Rangers is mainly religiously fueled I, I knew that but I thought Glasgow like a lot of I thought the majority were Celtic or maybe I just know more uh, Celtic I think people. it's probably a, well more Celtic people tend to be comedians actually Right I think yeah that's most comedians are Celtic fans there's maybe a couple of Rangers fans that have snuck through Really? Let's uh, I think the more humor of the Celtic fans, they had a tougher time, but now they're not so much. Maybe in like a few years, since Rangers have been going through a tough time, if some kids have lived through that. Right. Maybe in like in 10 years, there'll be a lot of Rangers comedians. I don't know. Interesting. So most of them are Celtic. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So Catholic. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily religious not really. anymore. It's football. Now, now yeah. it's mainly football. Yeah. Now it's mainly football and violence. No, but yeah, no they, violence. Still, they, still, uh, they still have a lot of hate for each other. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah. Like I like I like um I like I like any kind of hate when it's not racial yeah or like gendered you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it's just like why do you like them why do you hate them ah oh, because they fucking wear green occasionally yeah, they're yeah. dogs <laughs> you know? yeah that's why because watching the AFL all the fans like sit mixed together yeah like, like rugby yeah and I was like this is, this is weird and you can get beer there yes you I know can get beer at the game you can't get the beer in the no not at football yeah no the AFL they've they've they're slowly <laughs> I mean, the cricket as well, they're like, yeah. it used to be full strength and now it's like half strength. Right, okay, that stuff. makes sense. They're kind of like bringing it down. I think especially for like test matches because people used to get yeah. fucking belted. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> You know, like eight hours, just like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're kind of, Australia's getting a little bit tighter. We got weird ass drinking laws, as you know, in Yeah, because it wasn't there when I was first there. Yeah, and now it and is. And then it is, yeah. Because you've come out since. 
Yeah. You, but you worked. I found this crazy. You worked at the Sydney Comedy Store. Yeah, I worked playing the bar there. Yeah. So when I was backpacking, my mate who I lived with was a producer for the company that owns uh, the store and, ever, and runs the festival, so Century. Right. Uh, he was like, hey, do you want a job in the bar at the Comedy Store? And I was like, fucking right, because I, I watched comedy all the time growing up. When I was right. a kid, I watched comedy and like those true crime things so like <laughs> i knew how to like you know when they how they caught a murderer they yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah we ended up finding this woman's teeth and that led us to the dentist and we got so yeah. I, when i was about eight years old i could tell and joke and kill somebody <laughs> I, could, I could get away with murder <laughs> that's what you were brought up with yeah and true um, crime none of this fantasy shit no yeah yeah i, I want the real deal I, baby I could, I could definitely get away with the murder when i was a kid <laughs> uh and then yeah so i got the job at the store and then that's when I started like really getting into comedy and watching it. Right. And they had that raw competition. You did I, raw? No, no. Oh, okay. I watched it when I was working one night and yeah. it really sucked. Like they were so bad. Yeah. Most of the nights were great. Some of the other raw nights were really great. But this one in particular was just a bad heat. Yeah. And I remember watching it going, I could be as bad as that. That's that, that's that. genuinely, if anyone gets at me about comedy, I'm like, just go watch an open mic night. There yeah. is... No way you can walk out of there thinking you'll be the worst on. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Like, yeah. Unless you're a fucking lunatic. Like, yeah. There's no way you can be the worst act on an open mic. Yeah. Like, you know, I've bombed to crickets at open mics, but there's always like one dude yeah, yeah. who's just done like a parody song that's so racist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hold your head high. Yeah. It was like, oh, at least it wasn't that guy. Okay, but you love Sydney. What do you like about Sydney? Give me, because people pan Sydney. And I get very annoyed. It's the best city. It's got literally everything. Thank you. You've got, like, for a while, the, the cafe culture wasn't quite as good as it is now. It's got really good now. Yeah. Because I like the coffee in Australia. I don't know how many people have spoken about this on the podcast, but yeah, British people, you need to know <laughs> that our coffee is so fucking bad. And you don't realize until you go to Sydney or, or Australia and you have a coffee. And it's so good. And then you come back and you've got to drink our piss water. <laughs> it's just the worst. So I love, I love the, ca- I just like the people are really laid back, which I love. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends there and stuff. Where did you live in Sydney? I've lived in Lewisham. Uh-huh. Um, which is like kind of like inner city suburbs. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. There was nothing there when I lived there. Nothing. Um, Redfern. Great. Before it was gentrified. Interesting. I lived there mid to post gentrification right okay so like when i'm there it's just all cafes yeah yeah and then because when, when you i were... was there it was real rough and ready really yeah like, did you ever feel unsafe you ever get in any trouble uh no um there was a there was an area called the block i don't know if you remember the yeah block. the block oh the block was still it was still there ah. and i i remember cutting through it one day the, it's just for anyone the block is like uh kind of social housing housing yeah. estate area uh, that was very indigenous. Yeah. Uh, the makeup of it was very indigenous and it had a bit of a reputation. Yeah, yeah. being rough. I mean, like it was called The Block. And stuff. Like, have you heard of a movie called The Block? Yeah. You're kind of picturing it already, what it was like. So, <laughs> I walked through <laughs> That's there That's all one, the description you need. Yeah. It's I'll, called The Block. You mean like a cell block? Yeah. It's the Aussie uh, <laughs> thing. They describe it exactly as it was. So, I walked through The Block and uh, all the people that were living there were like looking at me funny and I was like, what are these people's problem? Yeah. And then one guy came up to me and he was like, are you okay? And I went, yeah. And he was an Aboriginal dude. Yeah. And I went, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he was like, all right, um, do you want drugs? <laughs> and I went, oh no, I'm just cutting through to go to a mate's house. And he went, all right, okay, you're not from here, right? And I went, nah. And he went, okay. So the only time a white boy would come through here is if he was looking for drugs. Yeah, went, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I had no idea, man. He went, yeah, I didn't think so. He went, but um, that's, yeah, that's that's cool, whatever. And I was like, right. <laughs> 
So then I kept I cut, kept cutting because it was much shorter distance. So I kept cutting through there. Yeah. And then every time I did, they'd all be like, "Hey, William Wallace," and I was like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Oh, and that's funny. Sat and had a beer with them a couple of times just on the stoop. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just really, like they were just like, "Fuck, he's so oblivious." <laughs> that's yeah. Everything. Well, that's the thing. They'd be like, "Oh, this is great." Like a yeah. guy who has no concept of what this is. Yeah, totally. And is definitely not responsible for our genocide. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. He's Scottish. He's got his own problems. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, because like. I mean, yeah, the block was gone by the time I moved in because yeah. they got they got rid of it just like to redevelop, and they were like, "It's for their, it's for them, yeah, to get them into better lives." And yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't; uh, it was to redevelop prime real estate, Sydney, yeah. ruthless. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, when I went back, I think the first time I went, oh, it would have been last year, so 2018. Yeah, it was the first time I went to Redfern since I'd lived there, and I was like, "What the fuck has happened here?" because <laughs> i was like this place is pretty it's pretty cool man it's but it's it's you know it's like what i'm used to growing up in edinburgh because i'm from some like working class towns right uh so i was like and then i showed up and i was like oh this is really nice now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're just completely because the uni's right there right so yeah and like know. just the proximity to the city yeah i could walk into the sydney cbd central business district i keep saying that on this podcast so you fucking understand yeah um yeah, uh, yeah you can walk there in like 20 minutes yeah half hour yeah. just straight into the center and so there's no way they can let that housing not be, you know, crazy expensive and yeah, developed. Yeah, yeah totally. But, but is, that, is that like a similar process to what's happened at Edinburgh? Because Edinburgh's transporting, right? Like, I, I fucked this up initially. I thought Glasgow yeah. was transporting. No, yeah, it's But Edinburgh. Edinburgh's transporting. Yeah. So it used to be pretty rough. Uh, there's still parts of Edinburgh. Like, where we are now, yeah. like, if you walk two minutes down the road, that's the... That's the well, when we were moving into this place, yeah. the real estate agent said um, that Pilton, the area right next to us, is the bike-stealing capital of Edinburgh. <laughs> and I went, Amazing. we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked my bike. I've, well, I've never had a bike, so oh, right, yeah, it was fine like for fine. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that place, there's a couple of little areas that are a bit more working. Like, Leith is probably... The example is somewhere that's like really gone through the gentrification, and it's. Still I was gonna happen. say that's like your Redfern here, like because um, like because I I walked. This is the thing. I reckon this should be a feature on Google Maps. Yeah, you know, it's like quickest route and like all that kind of stuff, like avoid tolls. There should be one for walking. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, I'm walking home late at night. Yeah, give me the safe route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, I'm like I'm like a guy. I'm like six foot, whatever. Yeah, like you know, but if some of the places I've walked through coming home from comedy clubs if i was my girlfriend i would be petrified yeah like i'm still a bit afraid like yeah. just leave like i was just like walking through i'm like this fucking gentrified ass place that's crazy yeah and it just takes me through this bit where there's just like seven shopping trolleys and like different states of yeah, yeah you know yeah. That's abandonment right. yeah. yeah and i'm just like oh this is this is where people do drugs and fight this is cool yeah like, uh, yeah i don't know I've, i always feel like edward's pretty safe like, i never really feel on edge anywhere Ooh. but i'm kind of used to it as well like well you're local local yeah. boy you know what to look for yeah yeah that's true that's like is that in australia did you kind of did you take a little while to adjust to what like a shifty australian person looks like because yeah. there's no hoodies yeah because it's hot yeah 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 <laughs> it's that's hard true. to look like a hard cunt in shorts you know like that's that's, that's very true yeah yeah but we can we uh, do it somehow i don't know like i just um even when i've had been in situations where like like some guy would like come up and ask me for a cigarette i'd be like right okay this guy's yeah like not to be messed with yeah i, I don't know i just uh Cause I don't know. I just kind of get on with them straight away. I'm good at building a rapport with any people. <laughs> so I'll just be like, yeah, you can have a cigarette. Here you go, mate. How you going? How's yeah. your day been? Yeah, yeah. I'm all right <laughs> with that. And I know when to not talk to them as well. Right. I'm fairly street smart. Really? I would say, yeah. Is that because of growing up in a working class, you reckon? Or? Yeah. 
yeah, because a bit of both. Like, I grew up in a place called Lonehead, which is, well, for the first few years of my life, it's like a little place just south of Edinburgh. It's mm. very working class. Right. And then my mum and dad got divorced, and my mum moved to a place called Roslyn, which is a village just one over. Mm-hmm. But it's quite nice. It's quite rural. Gotcha. So I had, like, the best of both worlds, so I could adapt. I was, like, a social chameleon. You were you were the departed. Yeah. Leonardo was exactly that, yeah. You got different accents, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I do. Mark Warburg, he's never done anything weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, cool. Actually, one thing I was going to ask, I, I, got, I got my little notes. Um, you're, you're a ginger man. I am. You're a, red, you're a red-headed tiger. A ranger. A ranger, thank yeah. you. That's Australian. Um, in Australia, obviously, rangers cop a lot of shit. Yeah. That's, that's our vibe, I think, around the world. What about if you're Scottish? Because this is the home, is this the spiritual home of the redhead? I yeah. I would say. It's uh, got the highest population density of uh-huh. red-haired people. It's 10% of the population's got ginger hair, apparently. In Scotland? Apparently, yeah. That's cool. I like that. Good um, fact. No, we still get shit here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we still get copper pretty hard. Even though you're 10%. And yeah. Like, and this is like, but I thought, you know, these, these are the boys. Like, yeah, these are our boys. Nah, they, they like, you know what kids are like. They'll pick on anything that's slightly different. Sure. So that, like, yeah, at school it was always you fucking ginger cunt. Right, uh, and ging- ginger's the main word here. Any other, yeah. no, any other slangs? No, no. folk just go ginger. Ginger, and it's still still picked on here. I thought maybe yeah. you'd have like a little a little pride of place, you know? No, no. Like a bit of a protected species. I, like, I mean, oh, these like, are ours. I, I wouldn't say I was really picked on for it. It was just like, if you got in an argument with somebody, that's their, that's their go-to. Right. Like the same way if I would like... If I'm arguing with, like, I don't know, a fat dude, it's cool. <laughs> I'd call him a fat cunt and he'd call me a ginger cunt. Like, it just makes sense. It's just the easiest. Everyone knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, don't, I, no, I wasn't, like, bullied for it or anything like that. Okay. I had way more. They could, I had braces and glasses. And oh, you had everything. I was you're the a, full You're package. a triple like, non-fresh. A bully buffet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a fine spread you've put on for us. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. I think like if you Luke McGregor, ironically another another ginger Australian comedian, had this like uh, great joke about a car because like that's the thing. Is that here like you get cars coming by and yelling shit out? Yeah, sometimes I've not seen it for a while. Yeah, I think that's quite Australian just because like there's you know it's a big place. Yeah, and like you got road to accelerate away. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like you're never gonna get caught at a light. There's a lot like, of corners here. Exactly. Behind, yeah. <laughs> just fucking doing the rally corner. Yeah. To get the insult out. But no, yeah, this yeah this great joke where he's like. Um, yeah, this guy like pulled up and he was like wearing some ridiculous outfit and he was like a ginger and stuff. And he's just like, the guy didn't end up saying anything because I think he was overwhelmed <laughs> by the options. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. He just had so many things that he could yell out. They didn't be like, it's just yeah, trying to go. That's, that's great. Uh, I said, like, wow, okay. What was his name? Luke something. Luke McGregor. I feel like I've met him. You might have. He's very, he's quite, he's very famous in Australia. Oh, okay. And he's a ginger Tasmanian man right go yeah yeah i mean tasmania the the place the place <laughs> i've never been i got no i got no concept of it my housemates from tassie and i've still got nothing did you go no nah, i've never been Fuck. the farthest south I've, I've not even really been to victoria oh, i right. went i went right to the victorian border and I mm-hmm. turned right back down like i was uh, i'm sticking in new south wales i'm a new south wales boy yeah. good lad yeah um did you go rural australia did you see any shit bits yeah i went uh last year i did the sydney roadshow stuff so i went oh, cool. to like Marimbula and Thrill and uh, yeah. some other places. How how is that? How are you received Great. as a Scots person? Oh, it's so good. Like my opening joke was just saying hello. 
because like everybody else in the bill was Aussie. Yeah. So then I would I don't know I'd be like the order swapped every uh, gig. Yeah. But I'd go out and I'd just go hello, and folk would laugh because they weren't expecting that accent. Yeah, and, right. And like uh, the the RSL, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hello, and they'd all laugh. I went, "Yep, that's an accent you weren't expecting." <laughs> and then that was it. We're off. Yeah, and an RSL for anyone unaware is like a working man's club in the UK. Yeah, get, it'd maybe be like a bowling club or something like that. Yeah. I guess, but very like, old people. Uh, kind of, but like they're so it's such a bigger part of your culture because they're massive. Some of them, huge, like the Penrith RSL. Yeah. Has like a 900 seat theater inside. Yeah. And like 2000 poker machines. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like three restaurants and shit. They're so like, they're like, they're like lame casinos. Yeah. Yeah. Casinos are already lame, but these are like extra lame. Yeah. Like my dad goes in for a meat raffle. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good thing. Like it's smart. Like it's just a cheap place for old people to hang out in air conditioning yeah. so they don't die. Is your dad still in Sydney? Yes. Whereabouts? Uh, he lives in Abbotsford. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. And, uh, my mom's I, my favorite bar is the Abbotsford. The Abbotsford. Yeah. Where, like the bar, the rowing club. Uh, was it there? I can't. I just remember going to the Abbotsford because that was like my most. Well, it's my second favorite bar. My favorite bar is the Townie in Newtown. Oh, the Townie's good. Yeah, because it's a bit shit. And the town- it's not changed in ten years. So I love yeah, it. the Townie's just like this place where you just go wherever <coughs> wherever else closes. Yeah. And you can just hang out there till like three. Yeah, yeah. Which in Sydney is quite late. Because I always drank there before the lockout was. Ah. So I always went, because I lived in Redfern, it was just closer. Yeah, and I yeah, preferred yeah. the vibe in Newtown. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, because of the lockout laws, everybody goes, ends up there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Newtown put like a little protest together being like, we're going to shout at the same time yeah. and apply the lockout rules because we don't want you cunts coming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like right. just a legitimate thing. Like, oh, you know you people who suck? Yeah. No. You're not allowed. <laughs> we're yeah. not going to put up with that. I'm sure I went to Abbotsford. Oh, wait, no. You know what's happened there? What the Abbotsford is a pub in Edinburgh <laughs> 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 that my dad always goes to. And right. I always meet my dad there. It's on Rose Street. Yeah. Well, there you go fucking idiot that's okay we, yeah. we stole your place names i could have i could have lied as well i could have been like yeah it's my favorite i was i was being polite because i'm yeah. like there is no bar called the abbotsford <laughs> yeah and like you definitely haven't been there what suburbs next to abbotsford five dock five dock dremoyne that, that kind of area God, that's I what i mean no you wouldn't idea. have gone you wouldn't need to. It's, it's the big birds, say, mate. 12,000 square kilometers. It is. It's a, oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. You know more facts about my city than I know. This I, is, I this don't is, know why I know that one. I have genuinely no idea why I know it. Yeah. So you're just kind of stuck in Sydney. Did you go north? Did you go like Queensland and shit? Yeah. I went. I uh, drove from Sydney to Cairns. You drove? Yeah. That's good. That's drove a good way, way to do it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. With, with a crew? With some people? Me and one friend I went over there with. Uh, another uh. Scottish guy who I've never really seen now. <laughs> uh, we went, because he, he came over for the work and holiday visa and he did three months and left. Wow. Yeah. He was just like, nah. I've no, he was enough. loving it as well. That's the thing. I just, it was just, he was just like, ah, I've got to go back. I've got, I've got a job. And I was like, oh, well, fuck that. That's what he did. So yeah, we drove... We barely stopped. We rented this car and uh, we were so poor. Yeah. Uh, we had like something crazy, like, I don't know, like six bucks a day <laughs> for this trip. And we knew once we got to Cairns, we could give the car back yeah. to the company and we'd get our $1,200 deposit back. Right. So we bombed up the coast. <laughs> we, we did it in like, I don't know, like four or five days or six days yeah. or something. You just did not barely take stopped. any of the like, right, There's Surfers Paradise. Cool. We'll stay here one night. Seen it. Keep going. 
Jesus. Just didn't really do That's it. That's the best bit. The in-between bits are so nice. Like the yeah, I stopped at some shit. really random places. Like my cousin who uh, is from Sydney would be right. like texting me because we stayed with her for the first couple of weeks. And she's like, so where are you now? And we'd be like, oh, Port Macquarie. And she's like, what? <laughs> Why have you stopped there? And also, that's really far. You only left like two days ago. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 we did, yeah. Oh, man, that's nuts. Just going around. That's yeah, good, though. Great. Like. Would would you ever live in Sydney? Does it have like any kind of? I every time I'm there, I always go. God, I could live here, but for gigs, like I don't want to have to fly to do a show. Yeah, no, it's too spread out. You can get out. to everywhere in the UK in like four hours. Yeah, from like a you know train. Yeah, bus, car. Yeah. You've got options. Yeah, there's so God, much. God, the buses are cheap. Yeah, like they're awful. There's a reason they're cheap, but yeah. fuck, they're available. But yes, I I always think I'd love to, but yeah, there's no way I want to fly five hours to Perth. (laughs) (laughs) Just for like... Just for the weekend, the gigs. Yeah, not even that many. And like the flats are not cheap. Yeah. And like, yeah. No, I get get that 100%. But would you ever leave like Edinburgh? You seem like an Edinburgh boy. No, I don't think so. I really love it here. Just like, wouldn't go anywhere else in the UK? Nah, I... uh, Folk have like said like, well, would you, my agent when I signed with her was like, would you ever consider going to like London or Manchester? And I was like, nah, maybe Manchester. I don't mind Manchester or Liverpool, but fuck London. I just <laughs> not do that at all. I think like a lot of people like it's funny because most people who move to the UK wouldn't dream of living anywhere but London. Yeah, yeah. They're just true. like, no, what are you? What are you crazy? Why did I come yeah. here? Like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I guess. But, but like people in the UK are like, fuck no, like nah. I'm not putting up with that shit at all. Nah, because that, that's like, I kind of get it with Sydney because it has literally everything. Like, you've got the beaches. Yeah. You've got everything, like literally everything that you want. In it's a city. kind of like London. But yeah, it has the beaches, has the ferries, has all that. Yeah. Whereas London, it's like, it's just, it does have everything, but fuck, it's stale and boring. You think it's boring? It's so you think dull. London is boring? I think it's the dullest place in the world. There's so much shit all the time. Exactly. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, don't like the tube. I don't like how rude everybody is. Because like here in Edinburgh, when you get off the bus, you say thanks to the bus driver. Yeah, I still do that in London. Yeah, but that's not. But they don't. They don't look. Common. They don't make eye contact. Everybody in Edinburgh, when we get off the bus, goes thanks to the driver or cheers, and you always say something different to the person in front of you because you don't want to look like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do it in London, it's just like well, nobody does it, and I'm always saying, yeah, how rude. <laughs> it's just there's a lot of people. Like the one thing that I yeah. dig about London is like I will walk into someone yeah like full speed and i'll just be like sorry like half-hearted yeah and like no one is punching anyone like you know what i mean like in australia if you walk into someone it's like it's a big deal yeah like you're making a statement whereas in london it's just like yeah you're probably going somewhere it's quite easy to walk into people in australia as well because you guys walk like the the the, um pavements are really big yes but folks still manage to walk like four in a row together yeah and i'm like is that not a thing here you don't walk four in a line you do like two and two, I guess. We got such thin little little pavements, yeah. pussy ass pavements with tiny gutters. Yeah. What are you doing? We we've, we've not got a lot of space. <laughs> it's a small country. But I thought the gutters you'd want big because of the rain. Like you know you want a high. Oh, the, our little ones deal with it fine. <laughs> we've got lots of little ones. We have to have them everywhere. It's true. Because it's raining like fuck just now. Yeah. I it's was got gonna, good drainage. Because I like I was literally in Sydney in May, the whole of May, mm. and it's winter, right? It's coming into winter. I mean, like winter in Australia. I mean, so good. <laughs> it's the best. It's so nice, and yeah. here it sucks. Yeah, I mean, is winter here just rough? I've never. I've been in, actually. I've been in Edinburgh in winter. It's cold. Yeah, but like it can be really cold and snowy. It snows sometimes. Yeah, uh. it didn't at all last winter, but. Uh, 
Yeah, it can be cold. Can be quite dry as well. Okay. Like it's a dry. Cold. Is it just? Is it depressing? Like, do you still feel it, even nah, though you're used to it? I mean, it's still cold. But I like, don't really I, dig it. I, I just mean like the spiritually as a human being, because I think like London winter definitely yeah. affects my girlfriend, and my housemate more than me. Right. Like they they like take levels down. Nah. In like right. hap- happiness, like you know, possible enjoyment. Yeah. Like, it really seems to hurt them in their soul. Nah, I quite like it. I, like, because I, I was praying for snow in winter because I, I like to snowboard. So, oh, you can snowboard in Scotland? Yeah. What? Yeah, there's quite a few places, yeah. Well, like with chairlifts and shit? Yeah. Like ski resorts? Uh, well, not, I wouldn't call it a resort, per se. There's, there's hills. <laughs> there's hills, but, yeah. like, there's a lift and it'll take you up the yeah, hill? Yeah, yeah, there's a few. Uh, there's one, there's a dry slope, like, 20 minutes from here. What's a dry slope? Uh, so you can ski or snowboard all all year round. It's like um, it's like um, I don't know what you would call it. It's like a mat they've got down that you can ski on. That that's crazy. Yeah, but, but it's good in the winter because when because it's it, it's fucking horrible to do it in like the summer. Like just doing it on the mat is not fun. Right. It's really shit and it like wrecks your board because it's it heats up your boards and melts it a bit. And uh-huh. I, I broke both my thumbs on it because it's like a like honeycomb kind of looking thing. Yeah, okay. And my thumb's been caught under the mat twice. Ah, just gone. Yeah. Jesus. And we went into the hospital and I was like, I think I broke my thumb. And they went, oh yeah, we're up Hill End, which is the name of the ski slope. And I went, yeah. And they went, yep, Hill End thumb. We know it. <laughs> it's a, they've got a name for it. It's that common. Jesus. That's like, um, I don't know if you heard this in Australia. It's like uh, falling off a scooter in Thailand. No. Oh it, yeah. It's called, yeah, a, called I mean. a Thailand tattoo. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's great. Because everyone just scrapes themselves yeah. just because you're like, no, I can fucking go on a scooter on these roads I've never seen before while I'm half cut and just yeah, like yeah. bang straight into a wall. Oh man, Luke Heggy does a great bit about that, I'm sure, where he talks about it. he's like, uh, oh god, I would never get on one of those unless I'm in a country with no healthcare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no healthcare, uh, no health. Really drunk, yeah. <laughs> and the roads are so small, and there's a cliff on one side. Oh, and just trucks will just like fucking nail yeah. past you. I've done it. Like, I'm the I'm the exact idiot. My friends, yeah. like, we should get scooters, and I'm like. Fucking earth, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I just remember, I was like, that we had to, we had to like go off a, a dirt road. You're on a dirt road, of course we fucking are. Yeah, uh, on a dirt road on these scooters, never having ridden a scooter. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even do a lap of the car park. We just went out on a highway. Idiots. And yeah. Like, it's like this dirt road, and this truck's coming down, so we have to like go to the side, and then we're trying to get out of a little little like divot yeah. on the side. And I'm just trying to get out, and I wouldn't get out, and I'm just like revving the scooter more and more. And then it just like, I realize that the tire isn't catching. Right. That's why it's not going out. It's not the lack of rev. So the tire's just fucking flying. Yeah, yeah. And then I realize like the last second and I just lean to the side, the tire catches and just shoots across the um, dirt road into a rock. Oh, God. And I was like, whew, touched a bullet there. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, they're like, I fucked the scooter up. And they're like, oh, it's damaged. You have to pay for it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. How much is that? And they're like, 250 baht. And I'm like, that's like 20 bucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. 20 bucks. What? Yeah. 12 quid. I'll to buy fuck one. a scooter up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll give you more and like blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> How much is 30 bucks worth? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to wreck this I do thing. for that. Yeah. Okay. So wait, did you start comedy in Australia or Edinburgh? Australia. Did you first gig in Australia? Yeah. Oh, mama. How so was that? What happened was I was, um, I was writing gags after watching that raw thing. I started writing jokes. Yeah. And uh, it was before a show. And Jacques Barrett, who's a Brisbane comedian. Yep. Australian hero. Jacques yeah, Barrett. Really good dude. 
uh, saw me writing jokes before the show, and he was like, "Are you writing gags?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not." He was like, "All right, we need to get you on." And I was like, "No, no, honestly, it's fine." He was like, "No, we'll get you on one day." So me and him start planning it out. Yeah, and uh, I come in on a Friday on my day off from work in the bar. When I just come in, mm-hmm. and my boss thinks I'm just there to watch the show. Yeah, we wait for him to go downstairs and have a cigarette, and yeah. then Jacques brings me on to do five before the headliner. Nice. Uh, and introduce at the me comedy store. The, the first gig was at the comedy store. Three hundred seater. People get so shit. upset when I tell them that. Like especially <laughs> Aussie acts. Like you know how fucking hard I had to work to get to the store. I'm like, sorry, I just yeah. did it straight away. <laughs> um, I went up and Jacques introduced me as winner of best newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, this guy must be great. And yeah, I went yeah, up yeah. and I did five. I think three was okay. And two was like, fuck, we're like, what is this guy talking about? I told the story about going through the block and all them called oh, right. William Wallace. Uh, and what else did I do? Just a lot of ginger jokes. A of course. Of, a lot of rang or Start stuff. with what you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then came off and like some like the staff were like at the side because they do table service. And yeah. they're like giving me high fives. The security guy gives me a high five. And as this is happening, like as I'm walking, getting these, the, the manager had walked into the room, he'd finished the cigarette. Yeah. And he was like, what's going on? Like he knew something was up. Yeah. And then I went and sat up next to the tech booth and he came up and he was like, that was really unfair what you did. This is a Friday night at the comedy store. You can't just fucking jump up here. And I was like, oh yeah, he went, nope, you're fired, you're fired. And then left. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've you lost my job. Fired. I didn't actually get fired. But he'd said, he was adamant that I was getting fired. And and obviously, yeah, of course. Like, I didn't realize how shit it was till way later. Until, like, I was doing gigs at the store for real. And I was like, if any of the bar staff got up tonight, I'd be like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, like, it, fired, though. Fucking yeah, fuck, well, he, he was You ex- didn't ask to. He was so upset uh, with me. And then he came and spoke to me afterwards. He'd calmed down. And he was like, I heard it went quite well. And I went, yeah, it was all right, yeah. And he went, all right. He's like, well, we'll do shots. And that was like, un- he didn't do shots at uh, the store. Right. So we waited on all the audience leaving. We did shots. And he went, okay, that was really a shitty thing that you did to go about it. But you're not fired. It's fine. I was like, okay, thanks. Wow. And then I got a job as a producer and went over to the New Zealand, uh, the Auckland Comedy Festival with a couple acts like Pajama Men and Tony Woods and Jeremy Hotz. Okay, Tony Woods, legend of Sydney comedy. Yeah, yeah. One of the because if you don't know Tony Woods, he's like New York. No, uh, DC. DC, right? But yeah. he he lives in New York. Oh, he just kind of tours. I think so yeah, he's just all, always he's, on the road. One of the original Def Jam guys. Yeah, he's like one of the one of the heroes of like kind of like black comedy in yeah. America. And just he's massive. Like they just keep bringing him out to Sydney for yeah. no reason. Like I don't know why. I'm guided because he's not been there the last two years when I've been there. Right. I'd really like to see him again. Yeah, he's like oh, he's so funny. He's like yeah, yeah apparently like yeah, Chappelle kind of cites him as like one of the. One of the dudes, yeah, like yeah, influenced him, but yeah, it's just big in Australia. Okay, that's cool. So you did your first gig there, first gig there. Did you like another gig in Australia? Or was like that it? And then um, you came back yeah, here. I think I did Wollongong Uni. Okay, um, and then I came back, didn't do anything for a year because I didn't even really know how to get involved with comedy here. But it's so much easier to get involved in comedy. Yeah, here. I just never really looked into it. And then I was working at TK Maxx. And my supervisor there... TK Maxx? Yeah. Oh, bragging. Yeah, yeah. I was in the <laughs> in the warehouse at TK Maxx. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then my supervisor there was like, hey, I heard you did a stand-up gig out, out in Sydney. And I went, yeah, I did, yeah. Because uh, I'd tell anybody that would listen. And, of course, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I do stand-up. And I was like, oh, fuck, no way. And he was like, come on, we'll get you some gigs. So you got me some gigs over here. That's cool. At open mics, he was really bad. He, was, <laughs> he did magic and jokes. Oh. And we did a fringe run together. 
Amazing. Uh, and <laughs> the venue had a huge mirror behind the stage. And he didn't know for, I reckon, about two and a half weeks. And so he's doing this trick and it's never working because the whole crowd can see (laughs) what's happening. And he was like, I just don't know why this trick isn't working. I went, it's because of the fucking mirror, you idiot. And he went, ah, shit. I told him on stage because he was like, this trick isn't working. Oh, fringe, I don't know what's going on. So I shouted from the back. It was was because of the mirror. He turned around (laughs) and he threw all his cards down. He was like, fuck's sake. I've never seen a magician have a tantrum. That's fucking amazing. It was really good. That must be a highlight. Oh, of my whole life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, okay, then you started here. Yeah. In in the Scottish... There's a, there's a Scottish scene, right? Like, there's like a... People say this. I don't like to agree with that. I think really? there's a UK circuit. Some people only do the Scottish part. Yeah. But I, I always I always find it weird when like, oh, I'm part of the Scottish circuit. It's like, well, it's, it's not its own entity. You can gig elsewhere. But you and guys... You should. I don't know, it, just, it, it seems from afar that you guys like look out for each other. Yeah, which 100%, I like. Yeah, you know, definitely it's just like do. kind of you bring people up and like there's a bit more camaraderie than you would say in like London. Like London, it's, yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. a shit I fun. think Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, so like who, who helped you in the beginning? Or did people help you? I, um, I don't really know. Like I kind of figured, figured it out a lot myself. I got a lot of help from like people later. Right. Um. Yeah, it was a few years before like people like, would start helping me out. I think. I think so, yeah, yeah, you do have to earn your stripes first. Right. So you got your you bones together. Got yeah. like ten, twenty minutes together. Yeah, I did. Then, I ended up doing. I did it different how, to how most people do it. I did like a lot of open mics and then went to the stand. Right. Because a lot of people go straight for the stand. They're like, oh, because they, they've got the red raw night, which is like yeah. the famous like new act night. In in the whole of the UK circuit, you'd have to say yeah. Red Roar is the famous open mic, and it is a fucking dream. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I've only that I've only, gives, gives you false confidence as well, dude. I've only done it that one time. We were there together, yeah, and it's just like you walk off stage and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm really good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a because like I'll sometimes try new material. I'm going to try some new material there on Monday. Yeah, and they're going to like you get such a big reaction, and you go ah, this bit's ready. Yeah. And then you do it somewhere else and folk are like, no. And you're like, ah, oh, sh- you motherfuckers, Red Raw. Yeah. You are just too nice. You tricked me. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's interesting. So you, you did like all the open mics and you kind of came into the stand hot. Yeah. And it's like, because the stand's like the big, especially in the north. Yeah. It's like, it's the big club chain. Absolutely. They look after their own. They definitely do. Yeah, and, they're, they're such a good company. And you've come into that. When yeah, you're, when you're hot, when yeah. you're feeling good. So I did Red Raw, and I was, I was, uh, I was okay. Mm-hmm. I would say I wouldn't say I was good at that point, but yeah. I was a lot more competent than everybody else. Sure, it was about, but that like that uh, class of Red Raw was really good. Like it was like people like me and Fern Brady, mm. uh, Matthew Winning, Richard Gad, uh, wow, Eleanor. Martin. We were all doing the Red Raws at the same time. And where are those guys now? I know. Definitely not in your living room. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they all stayed in my living room once, actually. Really? Weirdly, yeah. Me, Gad, Winning, and Mort- Eleanor Morton all stayed in my room one fringe. Ah. Uh, just one night. We, I don't know what happened. We got really drunk and we somebody ordered a crepe. And somebody was, ordered a crepe? Uh, yeah, uh, as before we're going to get the taxi. And somebody else, was while we were waiting on them, lay down on the bench. And the crepe lady was like, oh, can you not lie down? And we just thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> we were like, sorry, can you not lie down? And then we kept saying it different ways. We are like, sorry, can you not lie down? They were just giving it different inflections for different meanings. For, I reckon, two hours we did that. <laughs> and then we all crashed on my living room floor. I mean, like, it definitely sounds like you had to be there. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. They'll appreciate me saying this. <laughs> when they listen, they'll be like, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it was great. Not laying down. Okay. And then, so like, how how did you get back to doing stuff in Australia? I mean, because like, you've just done like two tours out there. Yeah. Um, how did that happen? You've you've come full circle. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so is that through the fringe here, or? Yeah, I think so. My my agent has a really good uh, uh, relationship with Century. Sure, and I'm surely you would as well. Yeah, yeah. They still I mean, must be quite fond of you. Yeah, they, like they're always quite nice when I'm there. But a lot of the people, though, like the staff are different. Sure. Um, but yeah, so they asked me to go out for four weeks last year. Yeah. And do a show. Which did uh, did it at the Enmore in the little room upstairs, uh, which was cool because the last time I was at the Enmore, I was working the bar at a Wiggles concert. Hey, yeah. Australia's greatest export. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was the first time I'd been in the Enmore since then, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, Wait, is that the room at the Enmore? I think I might have done it where the backstage they have the letters for the sign at the front. Is it that one? Mm, don't think so. It's a loft. It's called. It's yeah. one upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had, Must be then. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the thing. Because like, I, I remember I did that one year. It's quite long and thin. Yes. Yeah. And like they got the letters backstage, and you just look at them, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, could definitely have spelt my name." Yeah, yeah. Weren't run, just didn't run out didn't of letters. <laughs> <laughs> they chose yeah. not to. So yeah, they. Yeah. I went out for four weeks with them. I think it was, it was definitely my agent that sorted that. Yeah, nice. It wasn't. Uh, Actually, wasn't when I was me. at the loft. Yeah. I had two people come and sit in the front thinking that I was playing the full and more. Oh, really? And that I was Sam Simmons. <laughs> oh, wow. Because they'd seen like a poster. And I got like a moustache and glasses. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah. I just remember the end of the show. They're just like, I'm like, do you guys enjoy it? Just like, we just realized who we thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's so painful. But okay, yeah. So you come out and done that. Did, did yeah. it feel like conquering? Uh, right. Was it like a kind big of, moment? Kind okay. of. So the first gig I did there was at the store. Yeah. So uh, I went, I got into the hotel and it was the next night. I got picked up and I started getting really nervous because I hadn't been at the store uh, since I'd worked there. Sure. And I was like, I'm like my last shift at the store, you know, they've got that old school board where you clip the letters on yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody's name. I, I used to change those. I used to do that. You were the letter man. I was the letter guy. Oh, man. So I went up and on my last shift, I put my own name up and I like posed in front of her. I went, next time I'm here, it's going to be up there for real. And it's, <laughs> and it's still my Twitter header, the photo. Really? Yeah. So I was getting really nervous and I was like, God, I can't believe it's, it's, whole, it's actually happening. I'm actually yeah. going to play the store for real this time. And my name's going to be up on the board like I said it was. I, I was kind of joking going, next time I'm back here, it's going to be this. So yeah. I started getting really nervous. And I'm in the car and the driver's like asking me, they're like, so how do you feel? And I'm like, oh, yeah, t- t- I start telling them the story right. about how I worked there and how I did my first gig there. Yeah. And now that it feels quite significant getting to go there. And they were like, all right, whatever. <laughs> we rock the driver up, did. Yeah. yeah, we rock up to the store. And on the board, it just said uh, Sydney Comedy Festival showcase <laughs> so my name wasn't on the board yeah. i was like i mean i'm part of the showcase it's still that's still pretty good so i take a photo and i'm like hey, it was on the showcase it was funny just when you were telling that story i was like oh during the festival they just say showcase yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like ahead of you i'm like oh no yeah yeah it's gonna be you saw the heartbreak coming yeah, yeah. so i was like ah oh, fuck I went, well i'm part of the showcase it's still cool yeah so I walk up the stairs that haven't been i'm like getting all these memories i'm like fucking hell this is wild mm. and then like i go up to the bar and uh the barman's like, hey, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, if, um, how long have you been working here, man? And he's like, I don't know, like two months, whatever. And I went, do you know that I used to work here nine years ago? And he went, 
all right, cool, do you want a drink or what? <laughs> like, he, he did not give a shit. And because of those two things, it, like, calmed my nerves down. Right. I went, oh, this isn't this big, significant homecoming gig that I think it is. It's just a gig. Yeah. So when I got to the stage, I was a lot more relaxed because I was like, oh, nobody gives a shit about this story apart from you. Yeah, no, it's funny like that. Hey, like, in, in your head, it's like this thing and everyone else is like, dude. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you worked in a bar, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did the did the gig go well? Yeah, like, great. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Australian audiences get around? I think Sydney's got some of the best audiences in the world. Nice. They like, laugh did, real hard. Did it change material or anything? Or yeah, just... a little bit. So a couple of things I speak about are a little bit too Scottish. They wouldn't get. Mm. So I changed a little bit. And I, well, what's too Scottish? Can do you mind? Uh, I talk about like games we played growing up here. Uh-huh. So a lot of it's a laugh, a recognition of people remembering it and going, "Oh yeah, I do remember Kiss what, Cuddle what, Torture." What? Kiss, cuddle, torture. Kiss, cuddle, torture? Yeah. What What happens in kiss, cuddle, torture? Uh, <laughs> you basically, like, I, it's so hard to not do it as I would do it on of stage. Of course, yeah. Because I was nearly make like, it, make it well, as it's un- kind of like, fuck, marry, kill, but for kids. <laughs> 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 I'm nearly doing it as a bit to you. Yeah. Uh, basically, you chase uh, each other in the playground, uh-huh. and when you caught somebody, you say, kiss, cuddle, torture, uh-huh. and then they pick one of the things for you to do to them. So they'll be like, sure. kiss, and you give them a kiss. Or That's a cuddle, very consent-based. I like yeah. that. Or torture, you give them like a, a burn. Or Chinese like burn. Yeah. Can you say that anymore? I don't know. I was. I, I, that's why I didn't. Yeah, I know. I you, saw you, you like see me pull back like, on it. Ah, oh, fuck. I think we called it an Indian burn as well. Really? Yeah. But, oh, cause like, but that wouldn't be like India Indian. That would be like, North Ameri- like Native American Indian. Oh, I don't know. I've never really I think thought it w- into it. I think it would be. When was the last time you had a Chinese burn? Uh, fucking in three seconds time what no, yeah, um, yeah. oh man age yeah because I was like they can't be that bad 12 so I made one of my friends give me one recently really because I was like go on I bet they're not like we were kids and we're freaking out a bit and they fucking hurt they're really sore I think that'd it's be... almost like your skin's not designed to go two ways at once <laughs> yeah I think like they'd be more painful as an adult right because we got like kind of harder yeah, skin it's, it's sore because we got our we got our like, don't little... recommend it <laughs> So no no, yeah. no burns of any of any nationality. Nah. Um, yeah. So I couldn't really do that joke because it does require people to go. Oh, I get yeah, that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. In, in Australia, I think we call that kiss chasey. Okay. Right. Or kiss and catch. Because it just yeah. kind of because in Australia there's no consent. You just kind of run yeah. up and if you catch them, you kiss them. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Well, that's like my entry level. We played another game called Hunt the Cunt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, yeah. it was basically just a violent version of hide and seek. Like you found the person, you beat the shit out of them. Right. Did you guys play um, Kill the Deal with the Pill? Uh, uh, maybe a version of it, but we didn't call it that. Like whoever's got the ball, you just fucking nail them. Oh, yeah. What's, yeah, what's your one called? I don't know. Just probably <laughs> smash the cunt. Hunt the cunt with the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you know what British Bulldogs is? No. What's that British was good Bulldog? Fun. Right. So you'd stand at one, everybody, everybody at one end of the playground yeah. and one kid in the middle. Yeah. Everybody's got to try and get to the other side, but the one kid's got to like try and take you down by any means necessary. Like, so you got to bring him down. You. No, they've got to bring. So he's got to bring everybody down. But like you tackle, like you, you trip, tackle, you punch them, what kick, whatever. And then yeah. once if he gets somebody down, then there's they're two. then on his team. Yeah, and then there's two, and then you've got two to get past. We call that bull rush. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was great but, fun. But we didn't just deck each other. Like, you just, like, maybe, like, ta- you play a tackle oh. bull rush, but regular bull rush is just got tag. A scar on one of my hands from playing it. Yeah, there. <laughs> I fell in a bottle. It's just a small one. There's, fell in a bottle? 
Yeah, there's two cuts there. How, you yeah. play this in high school, right? This is like, or primary yeah, was, school. Yeah, but it was on a bit of grass and there was a bit of broken bottle on it. Ah. And I and cut my, my hand open. One of my best mates in Australia, he used to play that at his school where there was no grass. They played it on like, ass, like asphalt. And yeah. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's you got uh, some hard motherfuckers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, Vietnamese tattoo. Is that what it was called? <laughs> no, Thailand. Tattoo. A Thailand tattoo. Right. I mean, close it up. Yeah, we're getting all the nationalities wrong here. <laughs> if you're in Southeast Asia and offended, I think it's fun. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry about that. Okay, so I, I think as as like you're like Edinburgh through and through. Yeah. Do you think that helps at the fringe? The, the Edinburgh fringe has been discussed a lot. Yeah. On this podcast, just because. You know, yeah, the yeah. British comedy calendar kind of centers around it. It's kind yeah. of like Christmas. Yeah, like, I guess so. It's like the year's designed around that month. God, I love it so much, but the amount of people that, when we when you bring up the French, they, their immediate thought is to go negative on it and be like, oh, the fucking French cost so much money. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. I'm like, well, you don't have to do it. You do it because we all love it. It's great. Yeah. You get to gig every day a hundred times a day for a month <laughs> and then drink with all it's so good all my friends from all over the world come and visit me in my city it's the best fun well that's like the you know the Edinburgh thing you get that being yeah. an Edinburgh person you're like Everybody fucking yeah comes, come to me yeah. I think it does help a bit um, I think I'd be naive to say it doesn't because the last two years have sold out right. and I think that wouldn't have happened unless I had the Edinburgh side of the audience as well Sure, so you get a lot of local people in. Yeah. Because that's the big joke at the French, that Scottish people don't go. Yeah, no, they, I get probably a just lot don't of go to I get a real like mix. Me. I reckon I get about maybe 50-50, I'd say. In fact, right. probably more. I reckon it's maybe 60-40 Edinburgh. Yeah. Or both Scotland in general. Okay. But yeah, I get a lot of Edinburgh locals come. Interesting, because I would have thought they'd be like, oh, like we can see this guy whenever. Yeah, I've. this is the thing. It's, I, I don't try and think about it too much, because I think I drive myself nuts. But... I do, there's definitely something in that yeah because I I don't like to preview in Edinburgh if I, I get can, that if I can avoid it because I feel like I'd be robbing myself of audience because it is a small population here like yeah it's like half know, a mil half a million yeah because that's the thing like Sydney's like five million yeah and I still feel like you burn like if I do like three shows at Sydney Comedy Festival then to do like an encore yeah it's like stretching it right okay like getting like 500 people yeah in over a year yeah yeah <laughs> in sydney that's like, pretty good is like a lot you know yeah yeah um I, I think even boy. even at sydney that helps uh being from scotland i think helps yeah international we love people in. international shit in australia yeah. like you know we list people with the bracket yeah yeah we're like yeah i know uh, this is this is gareth war uh sct yeah seo seo yeah ah i thought it was sct school yeah. school um, not UK. They don't go UK, do they? They want it they specific. Do, they do UK for English comics, I think. What? I'm pretty sure that's the case. That's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fairly positive on that, actually. I think you're right, actually. I'm just I'm trying to think because I've never seen an ENG, but I've no. definitely seen SCO. Yeah. Because I think you guys are probably preferred to English yeah. in Australia. Yeah, probably. Do you, do you agree that like... um. I think it's very lucky being Scottish. You're liked most of the places you go. Yeah. And I mean, I think you also kind of look Scottish. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, don't like, that I think well. that's fun for people. A lot like, of people think I look Irish as well. So I do really? get, I do like get that a lot though. Which part of Ireland are you from? And I say Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, in fairness, until I kind of spent more time here, I would confuse those accents. Yeah, yeah. Um, as an Australian, like Americans just have no fucking idea. And I think for some reason, people do see the red hair and beard. And they're like, oh yeah, that guy's definitely Irish. 
weird because i i'm thinking the opposite i'm thinking like i think this is why americans like scottish people i got this yeah. theory the simpsons groundskeeper willie yeah and you've got that head i've got it red head red beard i've got thicker hair than groundskeeper willie i'm never going bold i've got a pretty solid line oh man my girlfriend keeps pushing mine back oh yeah you don't need that she does that thing like in the morning she's like yeah it's definitely moving and i'm like definitely <laughs> shut the fuck up like what <laughs> why are you doing this to me yeah um, but yeah, I actually think that's why they understand Scottish accents a bit. Yeah, yeah. Cause and like, Shrek, I guess. Is yeah, of course. Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. We're always unappealing characters. <laughs> <laughs> An ogre and a groundsman. Yeah. But he is ripped. Like, you got to say. That's true, actually. You yeah. always forget. Groundskeeper Willie's a fucking rig yeah. on The Simpsons. But they always like make fun of that. I ate your dog and all that. Yeah. I mean, Haggis, I got to say, is the most overblown thing ever like uh in i think Bobby. like i think in australia or like maybe not just australia whatever like yeah i think haggis is like you guys see like sharks yeah like you think it's going to be this constant threat oh like really ubiquitous yeah, yeah like very menacing and very it's proud like of myself for getting to use the word ubiquitous <laughs> <laughs> good job mate Thanks. your word, word today calendar is coming in handy finally yeah <laughs> um i mean i I have haggis um, maybe two or three times a week. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have it for breakfast. Like home or out? Home. Just like you got frozen haggis in the... Uh, I get little... You can get slices of it and I fry it and put it on like toast or a roll. Right. Yeah, because you guys just have it, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say two or three times a week. That's probably a lot. I maybe have it like once a week. Yeah. And like... But the thing... I just mean like... Before I, I had no idea what it looked like, right? Yeah. Because I never thought to Google it. You know, and I, you know, like now you can kind of look, you can know what things look like before you experience them or yeah. see them. I just never thought to Google haggis. Right. And so I went like it's like the shoes inside this thing. Actually, what's the thing? Actually, say the recipe. What is it? Uh, it's it's mostly oats. It's oats and spices, really. What? Like, it's mostly that. Like people always think it's all this like horrible stuff, and there is some of that in it for sure. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really grossed people out is that it used to be in the sheep's stomach, like they'd serve it in that. Yes. And cut open, but that you never really ate that part. Or well, you could, but most of the time now it's just in a like a casing, like a, like a sausage it would be. Yes. Yeah. So it's changed the casing because that's the thing. I remember the you sheep's stomach. You can get in the sheep's sheep's stomach if you like. And then you just cut that open and then eat the haggis inside. Yeah. yeah. I thought you ate the stomach. Nah. Because I was I like when I first I saw it, I'm like. Is a sheep's stomach like a weirdly uniform disc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Like, this is so weird. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. That's, sorry. That's such good knowledge. So yeah. I know that you're just like, I mean, obviously. Like, no, no. That's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's good to get that out there. Yeah. It gets a bad rep, I guess. It's great. And I'm, I'm on its PR team. Dude, it's delicious. Like, it's, it's, a, very it's good. a good time. It's just kind of like a salty spread. Yeah. Do Vegemite? Do you get around Vegemite? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Sorry, I guess that's mate. our equivalent. Yeah. And it's just like this weird black muck. Yeah. That's salty. I get, I've, I get into a lot of Aussie stuff. Look, I'll yeah. show you. Oh, here we go. He's going in the pantry. Tim Tams. Yeah, got Tim Tams Locked and loaded. Two there. packets. Uh, nice. Yeah, I uh, think there's uh, one left in one of them. Um, <laughs> I've got volleys on right now. Oh, fuck, you do. Dunlop volleys. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. I got yeah. locked in with some of that stuff, but Vegemite, I just couldn't get on board with one bit. A volley's like, do you have to, did you buy them in they Australia? They're really expensive here. They're like 60 pounds here. Dunlop Volleys? Yeah. In Australia, they're like 15 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got them for 30 bucks. Yeah. I need to get some new ones, actually. These are a bit wrecked. Dunlop Volleys, if you don't know, like tennis shoes. They're old school tennis shoes. They're like, in Scotland, they're kind of similar to school rubbers. 
School robbers. Okay, yeah. that all makes sense to Scottish people. Yeah. The school robbers. Okay, school robbers kind of sounds robbers. like yeah. condoms for kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got your school robbers. Just like, these yeah. black, like, plimsoll sort of things that you put on for PE. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Um, all right, so wait, but just, just before, like, with, with the Edinburgh Fringe, it's like just a little bit, little bit more. Yeah. Do um, you think it does help being I think from so. Edinburgh? Yeah. You get, like, the Edinburgh crowd in? Yeah. Do you, do you think, like, your show is, like, a bit more local? Because um, of that, or can be. I'm trying not to do that now. Mm. So I had that stuff about the games we played growing up yeah, in yeah, last yeah. year's show. Mm. Um, but I'm trying not to because I was very conscious when I went took that show to Sydney. I was like, oh god, they might not get some of this, and I had to do it anyway. So I'd always ask at the start, who's Scottish? Yeah, and it, it it went fine. It just didn't have the same impact it has here. Was, was there a big Scottish audience in Sydney? Like, did uh, people there was, come out? There was some Scottish people. Yeah, not as much as the year before weirdly interesting but so uh, i saw the year before i'm like ah, yeah, well, i'll stick with larry that guy again. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly that <laughs> oh, daniel's close is here this year we'll see that guy yeah, yeah. they had the, they had other scottish options for sure it, it's it's funny because like you look i think quite scottish yeah but like you don't sound like super scottish uh, i mean if i phoned my dad right now you'd probably struggle to keep up right it'd get I, going this is very much um uh, an international voice yeah sure okay i've learned to slow down and enunciate quite a lot Right. But in general conversation, I would speak faster and have a bit more of an accent. Interesting. Now, just because, like, I was going to... Scottish people hate that as well. See if, like, they... Like, if Scottish people listen to this, they'll be like, you're a fucking sellout. Like, <laughs> when we see, like, like actors and stuff on, like, I don't know, like, Graham Norton or whatever. Right. Or, or like, Conan O'Brien, and they tone down the accent, like, the fuck's wrong with your accent, mate? Where's your accent gone? <laughs> Like that was like, Glaswegian. I don't know why I went. I'm, there. Ju- I'm just trying to be understood, man. Yeah, like, exactly. that's all it is. Sorry, this is literally required for my job. Fuck up. Yeah, I yeah. actually got trained to speak because uh, I didn't really do this before. I did a gig in Romania, and the sound guy was like, "Well, you are very Scottish." <laughs> and I went, "What does that mean?" He went, "I couldn't understand a word." And I went, "Oh, okay." Wow. So I slowed down and started trying to enunciate everything. Yeah, I even had that in the states. Yeah, like just talking to people, like they just kind of be like, "What?" Yeah. Like if I wasn't, if I wasn't like, like slow, yeah. I guess just like just that little bit extra, yeah, yeah, for them. But yeah, is it this, in England? Do you? Or just, just generally on stage, you're just like I'll tone it down. on stage. I tone it down a little bit. But do you, this is this is the thing that I've had recently. I feel like I don't seem Australian enough for people. Like, do you ever get that as, like, a Scottish dude? Like, no, I look really Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hiding it at all. Yeah. Because I kind of get it with you. Yeah, you don't really have a stereotypical Aussie face. Yeah, not at all. I'm, like, I'm like a brown hair guy with a moustache and glasses, yeah. and I'm wearing track pants, yeah. tracksuit bottoms. Ugh, I know now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, like, it's just funny. Because, like, yeah, just, I guess, like, the accent. Because, like, just, you see them like, Larry Dean. Yeah. Who's, like... Hello. Yeah. Hello. He's very Billy Conley just now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, do you ever feel like audience kind of like, ah, I liked him, but I wish he was more Scottish? No, nah, I don't think so. I no. think they go, that was the exact amount of Scottish we were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking great way to put it. All right. Um, sorry, just one, one final thing. Yeah. Would you, I always ask anyone, would you, if you had to live anywhere else in the UK, outside of Edinburgh, I'm not going to say yeah. outside of Scotland, but outside of Edinburgh, where would you live? Um. Oh. I don't know i guess i really liked york when i was there but there's fucking nothing there <laughs> i feel like it's nice to <laughs> not visit. a lot in york i guess uh it's 
really hard. <laughs> I really don't want to live anywhere. Else. I guess, like, I'd suppose, like, Manchester or Liverpool or something like that. But that would purely be based on, like, geography okay. for, for getting to work. Sure. So just for the... Just for the getting to traveling shows, gigs yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah, I reckon there. I could live in London, I, re- I guess. I know I, I really don't like it, but, like... Oh, this is this is purely you know this fun little hypothetical. Just because a yeah. lot, I just find it funny where people choose because basically everyone chooses Brighton. And oh I'm right, like, really? I've never been to Brighton. So you've never been? Never been. No. What? I, I like. N- it's like just down there. <laughs> yeah, no. I am. Um, yeah, I guess I guess London because when I'm there, like I don't mind it too much, and yeah. I, I can get around on the tube and stuff fine. And I support Arsenal, so I'm help. I'm a bit of an Arsenal guy. I yeah. still I don't feel it. Like the Swans and stuff. Like if we win or lose, like it can really fuck my day up. Yeah. Whereas like Arsenal, I'm like, ah, oh, they fucked it again. Okay. Yeah, they like, do you know, fuck it a lot. When they got thumped by Chelsea, it was just like, yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, yeah. When you said it doesn't affect my day, I went straight to that game and went, yeah, that really wrecked that night and the next day. Right. I was in real depths of despair. That's good though. Like, I like. I think supporting sports is good. You know, people like they feel like, oh, what, is there a game of sports ball on? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, it's just it's just the you thing. know I've never even seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Fucking get a personality. Yeah, oh, dude. what's wrong with you? I was actually gonna like tweet something like that, just being like, you realize the sports ball thing? That's the exact same thing as I've never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, you're just hundred percent that. You're just being intrusively boring. It's like <laughs> That's when, all you're doing. The bit that I I don't know if I did it last night, but I've got a new bit where I, I say, "Has anyone ever seen a ghost?" And before anybody starts, it's like, "No, nobody's seen one. They don't exist." Like, yeah. just like, let's just hear the story. Is that not more fun than you being smart? Like, it's like going, "Hey." If you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Well, number one, more wishes. You, you fucking gimp. Grow up. <laughs> just play. It's a hype. You're never going to get these wishes. Yeah. Just what would be the three things you want the, the, instead of being pedantic? Yeah. This is like, you're like, an, like a wish accountant. Yeah. You're like, you, honestly, the dweeb. first thing you should ask for is uh, more wishes. So yeah. that's actually the smartest actually, investment Actually, uh, Frankenstein make. was the name of the doctor. <laughs> like, fucking grow up. Oh, man. All right. Gareth, what? Thanks, man. That war, was fun. War. What is he good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. That's um, 12th Man with yeah. Steve War. Yeah, yeah. They make Richie Benner go, whoa, 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 what is he good for? <laughs> uh, love it. Um, uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, when does this go out? Fucking next week, probably. Okay. I don't think I've got anything down south because I'm just getting previews for the French. So if you're in Edinburgh, I'll be at Underbelly. Yeah, cool. Uh, whole I'm month? Whole month. What time? 2.45 p.m. Yeah, you're an afternoon boy. I love it. I know that. People aren't drunk. Nobody heckles. And the main thing, the most important one, no competition at that time. <laughs> I'm all you've got. That's <laughs> it. And then straight after Gareth's show, shoot over to my show at 4 p.m. Yeah. There you go. Um, but no, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I yeah, put all, all the stuff just, in the description. All just Gareth War. Gareth War, you got the OG. I got it. Amazing. There's a. Uh, I made friends with a... A Gareth Warren Facebook. We mm. actually followed each other on Twitter back when we first got Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and he owned GarethWar.com. Yeah. And for ages, it was just a f- his whole website, GarethWar.com, was a photo of him lying with a girl at a campfire. And it was a link to his Facebook. And I was like, fuck, I really want that website. I might get in touch with him. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, the photo changed when I went to check if he still had it. And it was a kid in a car. And I was like, oh, Gareth had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and Did you get fr- the website? Now we're friends on Facebook. Nah, I didn't bother. I never have. Oh, we're man. Gareth's got what he's an American, dude. 
Really? Yeah. Do you ever just message us? Hey, man. How no, you not really. But we like each other's posts a lot. It's like that's uh, funny. It's a weird little flirty like I, relationship we have. I messaged the at Daniel Muggleton on Twitter. Uh huh. Because I got Dan Muggleton. Yeah. Because I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, that name you never go by, do that professionally. Because <laughs> I heard on one of your episodes you said your socials were Dan Muggleton, and I've never known you as a Dan. You've well, always in, been Daniel. In life, I'm generally a Dan, right. I think. Most people call me Dan. Okay. Yeah. It's just, um, I think especially in Australia, we yeah, yeah. shorten everything. Dan. Dan well, you, you do shorten everything, but you also lengthen some stuff. I never know whether you're trying to save time or not. Which is the lengthen? What's like, your... Damien's demo, right? Yeah. Steve. Steve-o. Yeah, it's longer. <laughs> you've, you've not saved Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've not saved any time. I never that added a syllable. But Steve-o. I know, I know yeah. this is quite well memed, but even like when you say no, it's yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. And I mean, yeah, but that's... Nah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, nah is different to no. All right, okay. Yeah, nah, no, no is just like, no, thank you. Yeah, nah is like, honestly, never. <laughs> 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 I think that's kind of what it means. Yeah. Um, all right, the way that we end the podcast, you say, cheers, mate. All right. You think you're up to it? Yeah. Cheers, mate. Fucking Gareth War. Pleasure. All right. That was my chat with Gareth War. And oh man, it was nice to speak to someone over here who has a proper knowledge of Sydney. I've not thought about the block in forever. Uh, Man, looking back on that, that is super messed up. Just like this area that was well known for kind of like drugs and being really rough with a high indigenous population. And they just kicked everybody out. (laughs) The government was just like, nah, fuck them, send them somewhere else. We don't want to fix it. Or deal with it. We'll just knock it down. I think they're still unoccupied from memory. Like, I don't think they've done anything with the apartments that everyone used to live in. There was a protest for a while uh, with a tent embassy because there's like there's like a bit of parkland um, across from where the block used to be. Uh, and they had a bunch of people, um, again, mainly indigenous people living there as a protest uh, against the block being knocked down. But then they just moved them on as well. They were just like, no, we don't want this. We're not going to deal with it. We're just going to move you on. Send you west. Uh, Anyone from Sydney will know the way they deal with stuff in in Sydney is you you take what used to be social housing and you kick everyone out and then demolish it in order to refurbish it and make it sky rise so gentrified pieces of shit like me can move in there and live close to the city and their friends and their career in a startup and all the people that used to live there just get sent west. How far west? Depends. Can be heaps far or just a little bit uh, to the western suburbs of Sydney. Uh, And then it's their problem. Yeah, pretty goddamn bleak. I got to give the UK the credit it deserves uh, for the way they deal with social housing. Uh, If you're not aware, basically in the UK, every suburb has a housing estate somewhere in it. Uh, Even in the middle of London, in Soho, I know people who live in government subsidized housing, like, you know, in in one of the most expensive areas in the world. 
Uh, there's just government subsidized housing there and they live in there and basically they spread it into every community. So there's never this kind of like enclave, uh, rough gang situation um, because of the pub model. I think maybe maybe one of the episodes with Pierre, he talked about it. He was, like, he was obviously the first guest on the show. Uh, he was talking about the pub model. Basically, every English little suburb, uh, like suburb of London, different town, different village has like the pub and in the pub, everybody should be in there. Everybody from every level of society should be able to pop down the pub for a beer and it not be weird. And then of course, they've got to be able to get home. So they have to live close to it. So everybody has to live close to the pub. What a beautiful English lesson. Uh, well, British lesson, I say, and I'm sure in Scotland it is the same. But I forgot to ask Gareth, but damn, uh, good on him for reminding me of Australia and how messed up it is sometimes. But it's great that he really enjoyed it. I got to say, obviously, I can complain about Sydney. That's what you do when you come from a place, you complain about it. But Gareth loved it. And I like that because Sydney, I think, gets a bad rap a lot of the time. And it is a nice place. It is nice. You can't take that away from it. It's sunny. It's beautiful. And as I stare out in London, June, which is their summer, a ripe 13 degrees, been raining all week, I can't help but think maybe, maybe I could live in a place where they're much worse to poor people and especially poor people of the indigenous population whose land we took if I got a little bit more sunshine. But hey, that's just me being a piece of shit. Uh, thanks for listening this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. As I said before, please jump on iTunes and give us a review. If you enjoyed the episode, go check out Gareth at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, you can see our shows back to back. That's kind of fun. He's at 2.45 at the Underbelly and I'm at 4 p.m. at the Counting House. Uh, Daniel Muggleton, the Union Jackoff. We did it. Another week, Jerkoffs. You nailed it. I love you and I'll catch you soon. Cheers.